Well, hey guys, welcome back to our midweek Wadi College podcast. My name is Caroline Head, and I'm a communications intern here at Watkinsville First Baptist Church, and I've got my co-intern Carly Malkowitz here with me as well. And today we are actually posting audio from our Facebook and Instagram live podcast session. So it's just a little Q&A session where you kind of got to see what being behind the scenes on a Wednesday on podcast day would really look like. And it is all uncut, unedited. So enjoy. There are a few questions that are answered. Yeah, but anyway, thanks for joining, and we'll see you back here next week. So here's what we're going to do. Joel's almost ready. (laughs) Caleb Barnes says, what's up, people? You're about to find out, Barnes. You're about to find out. All right, you're live to the world on Facebook. Joel over there. Oh boy. Also on Facebook. (laughs) All right, here we are. So here's what we're doing. We normally, this time every week, we normally record our podcast. So we thought it would be kind of fun and crazy and insane to do Facebook and Instagram live while we record the podcast and take your questions. So it would be great if those questions were mostly related to either our study in John or something you heard at the winter retreat. But hey, we'll entertain almost any question, right? Mm, so, so anybody that's watching that has a question, Caleb fire, Barnes fire said, away. what's the joke for this week? We, get, we, we may bring the joke back this week. So you just got to, <laughs> you never know. Stay tuned. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned for the joke yeah. of the week. Out of the joke book of the oh, millennium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The book that had jokes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what's the That's joke the of the one? week? <laughs> yes. Yes. So do we have any questions yet? No one has a serious theological question yet. I don't even know if anybody. Is anybody watching on Facebook? I am. That's about it. <laughs> we have some Instagram viewers. Who, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Who? Anybody on Instagram have a question um, for either Joel or the interns? One of y'all have a question? Let's start with this question. So Sunday I mentioned that um, I, I get really upset when a car gets crashed in a movie. <laughs> because I'm a very practical, very practical, practical yes. person. Would that describe you guys? Are you practical people? Um, yeah. I think we're practical. To some extent. What do you like, mean? Are you like, I kind of enjoy this. Are you like, blow up the car, I don't care. No. Blow it up. I want you to blow the actual car up. I don't want CGI. I want to see the actual <laughs> McLaren get destroyed. If it's in a movie and not real life, I'm about it. Oh, either way. But it's real life, though. In a movie? <laughs> How can you I mean, CGI a real life yeah. explosion? What's... <laughs> Wait, what are we? What are we even talking no, about? No, like if it's in a movie, I <laughs> want to see a car. It's not all made in a movie, you know. I know. I, okay, yes. So if it's in a movie, you want to see the actual car, not some computer-generated version. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so like on Jurassic Park, then when the when the T Rex actually kills the Velociraptors, you want that to be real, not some mechanical lizard. Definitely. I'm with you. Definitely yeah. real. That would be much better. Much better. I'm with you on that. That takes the direction you were hoping it would? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> so nobody's got a question? Noah Ashley just joined. All right. Noah. So, we, so we've got some people coming in. Um, so let me, let me ask this question to you guys. What so far has been the most surprising thing about the Gospel of John? Our, our study through it from mm. chapter 1 to where you know, we're halfway through chapter 12 now. What, what's been surprising? 
I think for me, it's been watching John build his case and looking at it from that lens of that this is not just like another gospel and storyline, but that like these are very particular, specific stories that John chose to portray Jesus in a certain way and to share the gospel in a very like strategic, certain way with these people. I think that's pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. pretty general. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it does feel like John starts with the end in, mm-hmm. in mind, and, and he's sort of reverse engineering the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. so the specific things he chooses are, are pretty interesting. Yeah, it's true. I hadn't given that as much thought until we came to the study that you really have to constantly go back to John twenty verse thirty one, where he says these things are written so that you may believe, and in believing you may receive life. So, yeah, I mean John states his purpose at the very end of his book rather than maybe at the beginning because at the beginning it's like this beautiful poetry that he writes so i think he doesn't want to ruin it or something so he waits till the end he says i've written all these things and this is the reason why and so it definitely is like him presenting people with a case to believe in jesus and yeah if you just kind of glanced through john before and not really studied it you may have missed just how well laid out the book of John is. I think that's really cool. And how much he addresses so many questions that every human asks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What about Carla? Anything for you? Yeah, I think when we talked about the woman at the well, and we talked about every question that she asked, and then oh, yeah. how Jesus answered them, and they were all these <clears throat> these questions. What would you call them? Like the four, you know, Ex- what is it? These four existential deep questions philosophical needs that every yeah. human being has, he answers yeah. in a conversation with a basically a peasant girl mm-hmm. at a well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's it's pretty surprising to me. I, I think for me, uh, the surprising thing has been how little John says. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like he's he says a lot with very little. Right. The economy of words and even events is so well chosen and uh, specific to what he's trying to accomplish that I, I don't think I'd ever seen it before, but it's very surprising to me um, how, how much he says with a small amount of right. material, if, that's, if that makes any sense. You would sense. think that if you were writing a gospel, you would like try to put as many miracles in there as possible. And right. John's like, no, seven's good Seven's enough. <laughs> Wait, what? And I'm going to push, I'm going to condense those and push those into the first half of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, and I think what's probably going to be shocking, and even this morning I'm looking at it, a huge chunk of chapters 12 through 21 is one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's several chapters. It's just mm-hmm. one night. So the detail he crams into that small amount of time is, is pretty amazing. So, um, And that's a good thing to point out is uh, what we said Sunday. So say it again about the book is split. If you split it in half, what we started on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, so the first 11 chapters is two years and 51 weeks. Yeah. in the life of Jesus and the chapters 12 through 21 is uh, one week 
-hmm. basically six days in the life of Jesus. And uh, so it's the same, basically the same amount of content, but one's this wide scope of, we're going to give you the 60,000 foot view. And this other one is like, we're in the, we're like face to face mm -hmm. with it. This real up close, intimate view of what's going on with Jesus and his closest circle of friends. Um, it's pretty amazing. It's it's not it's not like any of the other gospels in that right. sense. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I hope that generated some questions. Did it? We had someone ask, "When is Q and A?" And I said, "Right now." This is it. Right now. Come on, bring it. We're ready. So, any right questions? now is Q and A. Whoever asked oh, that? Austin Fry is on. Yeah. Austin. He's full of good questions. Oh Grace. man. Grace, I see Grace, Grace. Jenkins is on. So right. surely some of you guys have some questions. So Maybe my, questions my, about the staff. My surprising thing, since you guys left me out here. Um, <laughs> so sorry. No big deal. No, my surprising thing is how John has these motifs that he uses throughout the gospel, and you just keep coming back to them as you read through it. And it, again, it takes kind of like a really like in-depth study to start picking some of that out of how um, John loves to take you through Jesus doing something great or teaching something and then how everyone misunderstands it and then how Jesus kind of clears it up and then once again we're back to confusion and so mm -hmm. mis mis misunderstandings that you find through the book of John that's one of those themes that he kind of keeps bringing you back to the way he lays it out with seven signs in the seven I am statements that's it's fascinating just how the book is put together and the imagery the dark and light, yes. uh, that's, uh, that's death yeah. and life, right. and then uh, these water. I know, like initially you had pointed out, which I had never seen, the use of water in the Gospel of John yeah. is pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. so um, you start picking up on all these themes, and it's and it, it brings a lot of depth, and um, it's it's yeah, it's really amazing. Well, we have a question. Okay, let's go. Are you guys ready? It says, um, in Revelation 22, 8 through 11, John talks about hearing and seeing these prophecies from the angel that showed them to him. In verse 11, the angel says, let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. Why are we not called to help the one who does wrong, quotes, or the vile person? It seems a little contradictory. I'm going there. Let's start now. Yeah, let's forget John. Let's go to yeah, Revelation. Let's, just go right to, let's go right to the end of the book. Um, I got to look at the verses. So if you've got any kind of thing filler here, now's the time. Um, I think there's a good chance this, the answer to this question is actually going to line up pretty well with um, where we're going to go this week in the end of John chapter 12. Um, because it talks about hardness of hearts in John chapter 12. <laughs> and uh, so you, you start to ask the question of like, it actually says that God hardened their hearts. Um, it's, I, I, I have to open it up too to look at that passage again, but um, I, there's probably some um, correlation to, to, to that even pretty amazingly. Does that make sense where I'm going? Yes, I, I think the question 
has to do with why are we not why are we not and if this isn't right just bear with me I don't have my Bible um, why aren't we commanded uh, why isn't there a stronger push in that text to uh, correct who's wrong um, which which is the natural inclination we would have um, and you Joel and I talked a little bit about this yesterday this idea of God hardening someone's heart, we, we think, man, that seems harsh. Uh, but here, I believe this is what's happening when God hardens someone's heart. I think Romans chapter 1 really kind of unfolds this even in a deeper level, is God basically saying to people, oh, you want to have your own way? You want to you be your own God? You want to rule yourself? Okay. And God lets them chase after what they desire, what they want. The and that's never a good. That's never a good thing. So in a sense, you you begin to move further and further away from God, and your and your heart gets harder the further you get away. And so, in that text in Revelation, Revelation is is descriptive. It's basically saying this is what's happening, and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's describing what's going on in the world. Not, it's not necessarily a prescription about about how to handle it or how to fix it. It's descriptive, not prescriptive. If that makes any sense. For, for the evil doer to still do evil and the filthy to still be filthy is just that's all of us, right? When we're left to ourselves, right? And it's with without the grace of God in our lives, we'll keep doing those things and. Uh, so that's, I mean, Pharaoh is the example of, in the Bible, of someone who's yeah. known as having a hard heart and that God hardened his heart. And that's what God's done in the life of Pharaoh. He said, okay, Pharaoh, if this is how you want life to be, I'll let you have life your way. Mm-hmm. And life his way was him at the on the throne of his own heart and him on the throne of everyone else's heart. It was him being a god to the people of Egypt. So, And I think it's interesting in that, in, in Exodus, it talks about Pharaoh hardening his heart, and it says it multiple times, but then eventually it just says the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. So mm-hmm. it's his own choice so many times, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good question. Revelation. Everybody wants to go to Revelation. Yeah, Nobody well, understands Revelation. Let's... Can we just be honest? Let's do a Q&A on Revelation. Right no, now. absolutely <laughs> unequivocally no. <laughs> Carlos's sermon series through Revelation I thought was very good. So go That's back, right. Go back and listen we'll to that. We'll have those. to see what he said. Yeah, go back and see what he said. Yeah. See if he corrects me. Ask Joel if he knows what a shrimp pocket is. And that's got to be Krauss. Is that Krauss? <laughs> it says Jared D. Rogero. Is <laughs> Jared D. Rogero. Welcome. That's a blast from the past. Whoa. Welcome, Jared D. Rogero, to the podcast. Are you still alive? Yeah. Out there, buddy? Oh, Can my you ask Lord. them what their end times views are? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, boy. <laughs> you can ask. It's whatever the Baptist faith and message says. That's what I say. <laughs> That's oh, a very a safe answer. I should probably go with that. <laughs> Have you ever watched Left Behind? <laughs> My yeah. That, I know the that, end's coming. I know the end's coming. Right? 
we're moving towards something. Um, I don't know that this is probably the place for that. But we probably should do a podcast maybe sometime in the future about it. Yeah. Because um, my my views are a little weird. Surprising. So surprising. I got to know. Jesus is coming back. Yes. Sooner than we think. Right. And uh, Revelation says that you'll be blessed if you study that book. And so um, a lot more of us should be digging into it a lot more than what we do. Mm. Right. And and there are some, there are some, you know, if you can get lost in the weeds in Revelation. Yeah. Um, I, I typically tend to view Revelation this way. Revelation is a book about worship, right? You're either worshiping Jesus or you're being punished for not, right? That's, that's really what's at the core of Revelation. The lamb who, is, who was slain is exalted. And um, really, that's, you can find that thread in every chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the consequences for not giving Jesus his proper place in the universe are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they are bad. Uh, destruction and wrath like the world has never seen. And, um, and so I, I think that holding that at the center, that, that, that it's a book about Jesus and, and worshiping him or the consequences of not doing that. Um, and timeline. People get caught up on timeline and, and things like that. And I think it's interesting to maybe study those and probably have an opinion on them. But Jesus said he didn't even know the hour. Mm-hmm. So let me assure you of this. If he didn't, you have no hope of knowing. Right? Mm-hmm. If, if the Son of God did not know the hour, you're not going to know. There are going to be signs and there are going to be things pointing us toward, the, it's, as Joel said, sooner than probably we think. Um, so I love that this has gone into the end times revelation thing. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I should have known there was a risk of this. Completely what you were expecting, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. So, All right, that it? Is that it? Or we got any more questions? We, we got time for maybe one more if anybody's got one. Questions? And this little experiment may have just proven that this may not be the, <laughs> the best venue. <laughs> I, I will say this. I want to encourage you, if you're watching, listening, whatever, join us Sunday and the rest of the semester. I would really encourage you to make plans to be here on Sundays. Uh, I just think the second half of John is is uh it's intense and there are going to be sundays where it feels really heavy but what what you're going to see jesus do with his closest friends is is a picture i think of the intimacy and the level of love and sacrifice that he lays out for all of us and and it will i think it'll change you and it'll help you in ways you don't even know, uh, to, to watch Jesus. Um, I, I'm thinking now, because I've been in John 13 this morning, just the, that moment in John 13 where Jesus takes the, the position of a servant, like the lowest form of a servant, with his friends is one of the most powerful images in the whole Bible. And, and to understand that that's the position you and I are in. Uh, is pretty tremendous. So I want to encourage you to kind of join us 
every Sunday you can just just to walk with us in this journey with seeing who Jesus is and how much he loves us. So that's all we got, I think. If there's no other questions, thanks for, for tuning in, and the girls will Jordan. clean up this podcast, and it'll be up <laughs> soon. Yeah. And I, I need to say this. These two these two girls. Big Carol, shout out. Caroline and Carly. Caroline awesome. and Carly. Woo! Awesome. Yes. Oh my All right. God. And they did this probably regretfully. <laughs> uh, they were terrified because Always this was, pleasure. I take the uh, responsibility for this being the train wreck it may turn out to be. Oh All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great later. rest of your week. See you later. Yes.